customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. the best then you gotta pay no price if you want it bad enough you gotta do a little extra things to get it welcome to the 11 personnel podcast your favorite rams podcast i'm your host jordan rodrigue and with me as always my fabulous co-host rich hammond rich how we doing jordan i'm doing fine i'm a little concerned about our rams fans out there the cascade of emotions over a 24-hour period finding out that so many players weren't going to be available. Of course, there's concern about those players. Hope they're doing okay in the COVID protocols and all that. To ending up in a tight game against the Arizona Cardinals and then pulling away, which nobody expected, Jordan. Wow, what a game. Um, What was it like to be there? I imagine a lot of shocked fans in Arizona expecting that they were going to have a Monday night party against the shorthanded Rams, but it really didn't turn out that way. And Jordan, your column said it so well today on the pile on the athletic app and website to see a team play to expectations. We've been talking about this Rams team for so long and the way that we talk about them as a good team, as a Super Bowl caliber team. And to see them perform that way uh, really, I think, justifies a lot of what we said about this team. It's there. It's there. And we saw it come out on Monday night. Yeah, I think th- some of the irony, and I guess this game, you know, this game is so full of patterns and it's so cyclical in so many ways. And it's full of moments that uh, have you come f- sort of full circle in, in many ways. And I think what was really interesting is the last time I wrote about this team showing what it's capable of to that extent was when they beat Tampa Bay. And of course, the next week, they were given a very harsh reminder uh, and a very harsh sort of, I don't want to say lesson because, I mean, clearly they learned from that that last game, but they were given just kind of a bucket of cold water standing in the doorway uh, by the Arizona Cardinals after that Tampa Bay game where they so clearly showed what they were capable of. And I think this was everyone wanted to talk about Jacksonville being like a get right game for the Rams. 
I think this was, and and I don't say that to diminish the opponent. The Arizona Cardinals are a really good football team. They're the best. They were have the best record in the NFL. And coming into this game, they were the team to beat in the NFC and probably the AFC too. And uh, you know, it it, it was a get right game because it really forced every single person who was active for this game and every single coach on this staff to dig into themselves on a deeper level than perhaps they have been required to do. And I'm not going to make a big speech about, uh, you know, dealing with adversity because the reality is, is really kind of scary in some ways. They're dealing with a, a very a bit of a, I'm not going to call it an outbreak, but they're dealing with a bit of a COVID situation. Five players um, on COVID reserve. And first and foremost, you you want them to be safe and you want everybody to be okay. And so that situation, that's a real life, real world thing that is happening right now to, to these some of these guys. And you want everyone to be okay. Now, the adversity part comes when you have to reshuffle your game plan <laughs> Five, like four or five times and reshuffle your your roster at at least six key positions, you know, in, in either phase offense and defense all the way up until Monday morning, five hours before kickoff when they found out that Tyler Higby and Jalen Ramsey, who made the trip with them to Arizona would have to be placed on the COVID reserve list. And in the days prior, Daryl Henderson, Dante Dion, Rob Havenstein, all key starters, key players for them. Then they put Robert Rochelle on injured reserve with a chest injury, a key depth player who stepped up um, to fill in some spots this year when other guys are hurt and played a big role on special teams. And that's kind of, that's what I mean when I'm talking about adversity. I'm not going to go on a speech about how, you know, it, the Rams, you know, faced with that. This is a this is a horrible thing that the world is going through. So that that lives in itself. The adversity comes when you have to now, as a coaching staff, regroup in that way. Where not only are you doing different things than you did for the first entire part of the season and carrying over some of the things you did against Jacksonville last week, you're also doing it with a whole new group of guys in, in many ways against the team with the best record in the NFL. So I think that's where this team showed how deep it can dig and it showed what its potential could be. And I think that it was a a, a hell of a statement win by the Rams, a hell of a statement by the coaching staff, by Matthew Stafford, by Aaron Donald, by Cooper Cup, but also by guys like Joe Noteboom and yeah. also by guys, you know, Ernest Jones, also by guys like Greg Gaines, yeah. you know, yeah. David Long, you know, guys who had to dig deeper and had to pull something out of themselves that was special. And I think that's what you saw on Monday night. And, and it was a really cool game to cover. I'll say that. Because you always live for those moments that just kind of set your soul on fire a little bit. And I'm not talking about one team or the other. I'm talking about the game in general and seeing what is possible in this life that we have so much limited, you know, su such limited time in. Seeing what is possible um, in that space within all those hash marks and just seeing it open open up in front of these guys and have it before them and the possibility of that. Uh, it, it's a really special thing. 
Yeah, I was actually thinking about that very same thing this morning. It's not, you know, people ask us a lot, sports writers, sportscasters, you know, oh, you must be fun to watch this team or watch that. It's, that's really not what it is. I mean, you certainly get enjoyment out of watching great teams or great players, but but it really is those moments that you don't expect. It's it's that, like that's why we we do this. If, if if we knew everything that was going to happen in these games, it wouldn't be fun at all. What would be the point? The the reason we watch, the reason we work in this industry is to get for those moments where you go, wow, I did not expect that that was going to happen or that that took a whole turn that that, that i didn't expect and that's what i say yesterday was just this monday was just this uh, cascade Chaos. of of you know things Chaos. that that you didn't expect both both positive and negative and yeah jordan you went through that list i, I was writing down here on my on my little card just a, a series of names and gosh i don't even know how many names i ended up here but you know stafford michelle the entire o-line cup Odell Beckham, Ernest Jones, Aaron Donald, Ashawn Robinson, Van Jefferson, Darius Williams, David Long, Matt Gay, Greg Gaines. I mean, like for the Rams to win this game, all of those people who I mentioned had to play at a high level. I mean, I don't know how many are on there. If you include the whole whole O line, we're we're basically talking about almost every starter. <laughs> um, and for the Rams to to do what they did on Monday night, every one of those guys had to either play to their level or play above their level in in a lot of situations, and they did. Every one of them came through, except for special teams. But you know, we'll, we'll get to that. But um, Matt Gay had a great game. Matt Gay did have a great game. Yeah, so he's, we're gonna have to separate him from from the special teams uh, discussion. But but really, Jordan, you know, credit on on all sides. But but really, uh, that coaching staff holding it together too. And, you know, we talk a lot about Sean McVay and some what we were, I perceive as as shortcomings, but I don't think you can underestimate, you know, just just from keeping that locker room together. Um, what that what the feelings had to be in there when you find out, like you said, five, six hours before a game that a Jalen Ramsey isn't going to be on the field. I mean, a guy who is your one of your rocks of your entire team and such a leader, such an emotional leader out there. Um, and, and to know that he's not going to be out there, even to Tyler Higby, such a huge part of, of the offense uh, for and what it speaks to me is. Uh, that that doesn't happen in one day. It's it's not just like Sean McVay or or you know anybody uh, came in and and gave this speech that really turned things around. I mean that that's a culture that you build up over over a course of years to where when something like that happens. Uh, there is no panic and and uh, there is that mentality of okay guys you know we we know we can do this now i didn't know that that was going to happen and fortunately i am not a sports gambler uh and for this very reason because i would not have bet that that was going to happen but but really kudos to that group uh, uh for for pulling it together jordan just a just a big win i mean in, in, in set aside you know all the circumstances or uh you know however you want to look at that i mean purely just look at the standings if the rams had lost that game it's it starts to get a little dicey you know not only uh not only is the does the division title look out of reach but suddenly a team like the 49ers would only be a game behind so so to win that game meant a lot uh jordan and can can we say enough about Aaron Donald. I mean, <laughs> my <Never. laughs> goodness gracious, uh, from literally from the first snap to the last snap. I mean, it looked like he just had one of those games where he was like, I'm this, bad things are going to happen to you, Arizona Cardinals. And, and they did. Yeah. And first of all, a couple of points you hit on really quick. I do want to say to everyone listening, uh, if you do hear my dog Tucker grumbling in the background, <laughs> 
Um, my apologies for that, but why is he, is he grumbling? Great, He's well. He's grumbling like, and he he's doing kind of like a hear hear kind of a thing. Ah. Like he's he's agreeing with everything that we're saying. Yes. I think. So yes. he's laying down at my feet right now, and he's he's having a grumbly day. Okay. So um, if you hear him, <laughs> I have lots I'm of those. So, I know. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. I, I kind of feel that, man. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so first of all, I, I want to touch on your point about Sean McVay. No, I don't think it's a one, like a miracle. Like he, you know, he's been building this culture and you knew that that's the thing that sometimes when these guys lose, that makes it so frustrating is you know that they have it in them to not do the things that sometimes they do. And what I really think and what I really appreciate about the last two weeks in particular um is that it also is apparent to me that Sean McVay is digging deeper. And it is apparent to me that he is uh, digging more thoroughly into the parts of his brain that are there, that I think sometimes when things are going wrong, it's easy to compartmentalize and compound and and not maybe find those as effortlessly as he seems to have been able to do the last two weeks. This was – the most outstandingly coached game I have watched in person by any team that I have covered. And it was, it was outstanding. Um, considering all of the circumstances, Rich, we're not even talking about the guys they've lost elsewhere this year. Right, right. They're still without, obviously, Johnny Munt, Robert Woods, Sebastian Joseph Day. Um, they're, they're without these guys who are, you know, Brian Allen, Coleman Shelton making his first start, right. you know, against the team that he used to be a practice squad player on. You know, it's, it's these things. They are, they were more shorthanded than I think even the COVID-19 reserve list would would indicate and they and that indicated a lot right. considering some of the star power and this game plan what I don't think people know or understand and maybe because it's just not talked about because it's just kind of a natural thing and and obviously we're dealing with two unprecedented years in a row in terms of this pandemic but the game plan is for a Monday night game is installed in totality on Saturday it does not change right. like there the, there are obviously adjustments and and uh, non rigidities within the system and the scheme that you expect because you have plans a b c d you have adjustments you have things like that but your game plan the way you are going to play your opponent does not change and they had to change not only what they were going to do but the guys they were going to do it with including pulling up you know several guys from the practice squad who don't really even get reps in the install periods because they're running the scout team And it's that to me, I mean, that was coaching, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to a Rams official who was up in the box before going over into the booth. And he was talking about how uh, there was sort of a sense before the game of a a looseness almost, but not a sloppiness, a pissed offness. Um, and, and I think the two in combination can be a very dangerous thing. And, and to this person, I'd said, you know, it's there, this is a bear caught in a trap and that bear will do anything it can to get out of that trap and it will lose its mind doing it and do anything it can to fight its way out of that situation. And that to me is what the Rams did. And that was from the top down again, minus a couple of things on special teams, but from the top down, offense and defense, that's what happened. And Aaron Donald set the tone. Two yeah. weeks in a row, Aaron Donald has set the tone. And 
it's 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 hard to describe what it is like to see that in person <laughs> when it, it almost fe- it, it it really does feel like when you're watching those um, movies with like giant storms in the middle of the ocean, right? And the wave just swells up and just crushes the ship. And it's and and, and it lifts everything and it's like the 60-foot wave and you're like, "Oh my god, we're doomed." And <laughs> that's that's Aaron Donald. He just absolutely smothered in that game and it was also telling the plan that's coming together for these guys between himself, Leonard Floyd, um Von Miller, Greg Gaines who has just yeah. playing his butt off, uh you see what I mean about the wheel of cheese rolling down the hill? Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. I, like I'm that totally dude there moves. Yeah. That dude can move, man. Yeah. Like it's crazy. He's yeah. got like the little stride like Kyler does, but he's just a giant human being. Right. Like it's right. remarkable. Right. But you could see the rush plan starting to work. These guys, Aaron Donald sets the tone early, then has three sacks and the, you know, the finisher and then one in the middle that came with a really cool little Michael Jordan shrug. Um, he, he sets the tone. They have, at least tr- true media is still updating some of its uh, official statistics. Last I checked, they were at 26 pressures. The, the league average there's a high in, in, in week 14. The league average in week 14 was 12 and a half. Aaron Donald had 14 of them by himself and, you know, outstanding tone setter there. And then is attracting so much attention is literally using guys to hit other guys. Like it's just, it, it just was remarkable. <laughs> and I think when you have, when you have players like that and you're already going through this situation and you already know you have to find it within yourself to be more, um, that, that sets such a tone. And, and you could see Kyler did make some, some really great plays, but you could see that he was absolutely factoring in Aaron Donald and or Leonard Floyd and or Von Miller and or Greg Gaines in on every single drop back, every single pass play, even when he was running around. Um, just a couple of details that just really stand out to me, sort of that ripple effect of what that does for a defense. You know, obviously, Ernest Jones, just outstanding play, something the Rams really wanted to rectify this time around against the Cardinals and Raheem Morris, like, sort of all but called Kenny Young, who's obviously no longer with the team, out in this regard for a game against Arizona and a third and 16 conversion that Kyler made was they wanted to drastically change their plan at inside linebacker. And again, even shorthanded in the defensive backfield, they stuck with that plan. They put Taylor Rapp in the box a lot. Um, Terrell Burgess came in with, in the star sometimes, and then they rotated in with Nick Scott as some, some of the bigger safety packages. Um, and, and Taylor Rapp would come in the box and play alongside Ernest Jones, or Ernest Jones would play as a single backer. And he had an outstanding game, outstanding game. And just really, really smart plan for him, really effective plan for him. And his plan, and it was clear, is if you're going, if if Kyler Murray is going to spring loose, try to push him to either sideline and get him, get in his face and get your arms up and be effective. And Leonard Floyd, what Leonard Floyd did was completely correct the way he played Kyler last time by staying big the entire time. If you go back and you watch his interception, Leonard Floyd is kind of shrunken in and, and hunched over as he's sort of spying Kyler as he's dropping and Kyler's sort of looking for to plop the ball over Leonard Floyd because Leonard Floyd's sort of hunched together. Well, when that dude stretches his frame out, that that dude is massive. And Kyler's thinking he can get the ball over him because the way Leonard's playing him, which was so smart. And then he tries, and then Leonard just stretches out like the elastic man 
and grabs that pick. And it just, all of these things, I mean, these guys, they found another level, but it's one they had the entire time. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. And and really, to, to me, out of that whole game, we, we can talk a little, little bit about the offense, too, because I, I think there was, as, as you said, Jordan, a great plan there starts with... Sean McVay diversifying things yet again, and it continues to, to pay dividends for Matthew Stafford, who played well, uh, who played mistake-free, who uh, connected with Cooper Cup an ungodly number of times for uh, a, a great, uh, what, 15 targets, 13 receptions. Yeah, that's a career grades. high for him. Unbelievable. 13 catches. Isn't that crazy? Because yeah. you just kind of started, you kind of forgot to count them at a certain point. You're just like... <laughs> Okay, you know, that's happening. And then you just right. think like, oh yeah, it's another big Cooper Cup game, but 13 catches, that's a career, that's a career high for him. I wouldn't have known that until I saw, it. yeah, you just you, again, you expect the big number there. Um but and we've we've talked about it. I don't, I don't want to minimize the importance of that offense because we've talked about how the offense needs to uh, to to be there, needs to do this every week. But if you can repeat what the Rams did up front on defense, because you're right, Jordan, it's, it's something that we haven't, well, I'm not going to say we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it consistently, certainly. And I'm not just talking about Aaron Donald, who was amazing, but yeah, great gains and, and the, the, the pressure from the edge, uh, the way that you look at the numbers, I mean, Kyler Murray ends up completing 32 of 49 for 383. So if you look at those numbers, you go, oh, and there were a couple explosives in there that were in the fourth quarter, two interceptions, big. Got to win that turnover battle. They did. Uh, also, the problem in the first Arizona game was the the run game. They were pairing what Kyler Murray was doing with a very effective run game. I think that was Chase Edmonds in that game who was not available um, in this game. But they completely shut down James Conner with 13 carries uh, for, for 31 yards, took him out of the equation completely, and and then were, were able to, to get it done against Kyler. And again, talking about repeating it, you know, another big game coming up against Seattle uh, in just a few days here. Everybody knows what Russell Wilson can still do at his best. That Seattle team is all over the place, but but always dangerous, always scary. So if they can if they can bottle what they did uh, against Arizona and and take that same kind of mindset and put Jalen Ramsey back in the mix uh, on on top of that, then then that could be the formula there. And and I, I think that's something that. Um, that can be uh, repeatable. Great gains. My goodness. I mean, we, we talked about this. Uh, it, the, the, the patience. I give the Rams credit for the patience that they've that they've shown with him because there were times when you kind of thought, ah, I don't know, he's not he's not grabbing that brass ring when it wouldn't when it was there. Uh, and some guys just take a little bit of time, and it could be situational. It could be any number of things. Uh, but if he, if they can have a guy like that step up and 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 play well, then they're in really good shape. You know, David Long has been through a lot this season. Uh, and and really really uh, you know under the circumstances given the opponent uh, really performed well so it, it just one of those games where all these guys who needed to step up somehow did and and that was really something to see looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When we talk about the Rams team build, this is what is expected of the team build. This is the level of what is expected against the team build. Your star players and, you know, not factoring in the fact that they were missing. I mean, you have to factor it in, obviously, but Jalen Ramsey, obviously being a star core core piece. But, you know, Aaron Donald is going to be Aaron Donald. And you know that. But having guys step up all around and, and just the reshuffling. I mean, <laughs> Darius Williams moves into the number one corner role and a completely different set of coverage contours and concepts that he had prepared for all week, completely different, F- learns it five hours before kickoff. Like, yeah. you know, Darius Williams, by the end of the game, my knees hurt for him because of how, like, he was he was so tired. You could tell because he was giving it everything he had. And yes, the Rams defense gave up a few explosive passing plays, uh, like five or six of them. I'm not even really going to knock them for it because mm-hmm. then they kept chipping away at it. And they kept like between the pressure and, and I think the pressure was an absolute game changing factor in this game and certainly helped the coverage and it needed to. Yeah. Th- this guy, you know, there was a, a resolve that these guys up front had that they needed to take control of this game because of what was happening in their secondary without Dante Dian, Robert Rochelle, and Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. And there was a sense of you that that front needs to set the tone. And and a lot of times the scheme and, and when how Brandon Staley ran it. The coverage a lot of times would dictate the front in terms of keeping that roof over the back and 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 whatnot. But this was old school 
front dictates coverage and asserts itself into game like this was it. And, you know, you could see that these guys just kept working at it and they did not let themselves sort of get into these slumps. You know, you saw the first Arizona game, David Long got into a slump that first Arizona game, but this time around he kept chipping away and chopping wood and like made some remarkable plays at the end of the game that they needed. And Darius Williams you know, gave up that long pass and then made an end zone breakup and a couple, a couple of other big plays on the ball and, and had to do so again against so, such adverse circumstances. The way that they rotated their corners when Kareem Orr was getting picked on a little bit at the beginning of the game, they rotated things around. Like the adjustments were outstanding yeah. in this game. Yeah. This was the best game Raheem Morris has coached on the defensive side. Um, I didn't watch a ton of his games in Atlanta. This was certainly the best one he's coached here by far. Um, the turnovers on downs were absolutely crucial, those stops when they needed it, and and just taking the ball away. And then on the other side, you know, the offense just responding. And when we talk about the team build on both sides, the important thing is that those complementary players do step up and do make plays when their number is called. They did that on the defensive side. On the offensive side, in my mind, they also did it, but just in a way that was a little more discreet and subtle in certain parts because instead of going to a safe and conservative plan that Sean McVay, as we know him, could certainly have done, could certainly have said, Let's just script a lot of this. Let's go safe. Let's go secure. Let's go, you know, a lot of 11 personnel. Let's just continue to do the things that didn't, you know, that that teams have sort of gotten wiser to the Cardinals, Cardinals as well. Instead, they continued on this sort of momentous streak where they not only built a run block plan around Sony Michelle as a lead back around his skill set, what he does well, falls forward, yeah. you know, runs for a yard, falls forward for two or three. So, so crucial, so important. Really hard physical running. One popped outside zone run that was really good um, that you don't see a lot of from him. But when you sprinkle it in, that that diversity is needed. And then and in, in that steadiness, again, you never felt like they were unbalanced throughout the course of this game. Right. And he's doing it behind Joe, left tackle Joe Noteboom is playing at right tackle. Right. Uh, super deeply buried depth guy Bobby Evans is the jumbo tackle in the jumbo set. Um, you know, two, again, super buried depth tight ends in Kendall Blanton and Bryson Hopkins are the 12, like they're out there on the field in 12 personnel still blocking their butts off. Cooper Cup is sealing off edges in the run game and in screen passes and things like that. You don't have Robert Woods. You've got Coleman Shelton making his first start at center. And it's just, if you look at it on paper, Rich, it's a mess, but it never felt unbalanced (laughs) because they kept playing to the, not only maximizing their personnel and what their personnel does well. They didn't ask their tight ends to be Tyler Higby. They asked them to get in there and get physical and get dirty. And that's what they did. And they didn't ask Sony Michelle to, you know, be a change of pace back or, you know, they, they put him out and empty, but they didn't sit there and, you know, and, and go crazy in the drop back. They ran a lot of play action. Matthew Stafford's statistics were really, really good out of play action. Again, uh, ran play action about eight or nine times from a, a under center and a couple times out of gun. Um, he had, you know, over 120 passing yards out of that. And, you know, and then you trust your guys who are your stars in terms of Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, emerging Van Jefferson. Um, you trust them to make plays. And and man, did he get them the ball. 
I mean, yeah. I think that Matthew Stafford, I saw this after he took that chest like sternum shot last week that the, the throw he made after that was kind of a, an F you throw. Um, <laughs> like it was one of those where, you know, you, you have a little extra wrist flick there cause you're pissed. And I think he came into this game just pissed as hell. And I don't know, I don't know what it was. I don't know why, I, you know, I'm, I'm speculating because, you know, I'm allowed to do that, but the way he played, he played like he was mad as hell the entire time yeah. and just was like that he stared down the sideline at one point. Like there was just another layer of um, that that it factor uh, that he had. And it's another reason why we talked about this before, why I, I simply am not entertaining some of the hot takes that go out there about Matthew Stafford, about, you know, previous quarterbacks. I simply don't entertain those things because rational, reasonable thinkers knew that there were going to be some ugly points <laughs> in this new marriage. There were going to be some rough spots. And the entire month of November certainly was a bleak period. But this is also what this person is capable of. And this is what this entire offense is capable of. And, and to me, um, the the sort of ending arc to my my vast and widespread point here is that they didn't, even facing as shorthanded as they were and facing these circumstances, they didn't move away from a smarter plan. Instead, they asked their players to step into that plan while also giving them to the tools to not set them up for failure. And I think that, that that's phenomenal coaching. The execution was outstanding. The players stepped up. But I do think that that is phenomenal coaching um, by all parties involved. Yeah, it, it certainly is. And and I, I think it speaks to a lot of, of what we talked about in terms of Matthew Stafford is the to me, the entire point of all of this, all of this is maximizing Matthew Stafford. And I think we talked about that going into the bye week. We talked about it coming out of the bye week. He's going to have his personal ups and downs. Not everybody is perfect. Not everybody is terrible all the time. Things are going to happen. You're going to have some days that are better than others. But as a, as a team, as a fundamental offensive uh, structure, the goal is to support Matthew Stafford. The goal is to put him in the best possible situations to succeed. He may not always succeed. He may have rough games, but you want to put him in that spot where where he can. And what you've seen here, especially over the last couple of weeks, is the Rams doing that. You're seeing Sean McVay doing that, and you're seeing the offensive line play well enough to, to do that. And I give them Huge credit. I don't think we can say enough about you know two guys stepping in the, the the way that they did and and performing well and and really that whole line. Uh, it, you know, you, Jordan, you talk about it the you know the five fingers being a glove all the time and and for for them to have to undergo some changes in a very short period of time and to have that cohesion play very well. I give them a, a lot of credit. I uh, give Matthew Stafford a lot of credit for making those plays that he's making. Uh, but again, I, I think it goes back to just making that offense click all around. And and that was the frustrating thing, Jordan, not to relitigate, you know, Green Bay, for instance, but I, I still will go back to that game and say, you know, what what was going on there? And and the the type of adjustments that that weren't being made um until, you know, that things kind of hit a little bit of a bottom and and then they started making those changes and and now they're working. Um, so I, it, it's, it's not about running the ball 30 times. It's not about force feeding Sony Michelle. It is all about supporting Matthew Stafford and, and, and doing, you know, giving him what, what he needs, giving him enough of that run game, giving him that play action threat that the teams will, will respect. 
And I think what you're seeing is, is that happening? Sonny Michel, you know, he's not dynamic. He didn't, what, he had one run that, that I think was 19 yards. And, and other than that, like you said, Jordan, just kind of churning it out, you know, two and a half, three yards, three and a half yards. It's not anything that, that's really dynamic that's going to pop off in, in a highlight or anything like that. But it serves a purpose. It's a means to an end. And, and he did run the ball well. And he doesn't fumble. And he doesn't get these negative plays. And what it does, it, it just, it, keeps the Rams ahead of the chains and, and it puts Matthew Stafford in some of those advantageous situations and, and he can take advantage of them. And my goodness, uh, Cooper, wait, well, I don't know what else to say about Cooper cup. I mean, it was, I don't, what it, else do you say? I, I, I don't mean, know. I don't know. I really the dude's know. incredible. I was yeah. literally, I was just talking to an editor about this and I was like, I mean, you know, he's, he's going for the triple crown. Like you gotta, you're going to write something, but like what else is there left? To, I mean, yeah. That piece I wrote on him earlier in the year about how he's literally drawing new concepts in the dirt with Matthew Stafford and then running them in games. It's like, okay, (laughs) like how do you get better than that? Like it's just – it's insane. It's just remarkable and phenomenal what he's doing. And and Rich, to your point, like of supporting the quarterback, it also comes – from a diversity continuing in the passing game and being multiple in the passing game. And and Matthew Stafford really appreciates multiplicity in the passing game. Sean McVay really appreciates it. I'd still you maybe we'll never know why they went they weren't they just weren't early in the game, other than the fact that they were so successful and adamant on trying to make a run game work behind Daryl Henderson, who just was not right for most of the season. Um And so maybe that was just part of it and ultimately deciding two factors to, you know, change up a little bit what they're doing in the, in the drop back game, and then also change their running back and then build a steady plan around him, understanding that they didn't need to be, it's kind of like the distance running thing that we talked about last week, Rich, like what, what is telling you that you need to run your sort of gadget running back run blocking plays? What's, what's telling you that? Is it because it's working and it's effective or is it because you just your brain is just telling you you need to have a dominant run game. No, you can just be steady to get to the finish line. You can be steady and put one foot after another, one yard after another, three yards at a time, two yards at a time, and be steady with Sony Michelle. And and there's such a removal of ego in that, in my opinion. It's yeah. the ten thousand paper cuts that that we talk about over and over and over again. And the diversity, it helps with the diversity in the passing game because there's, you know, I'm somebody who is always trying to study, um, you know, modern correlations. And so we could t- spend a whole other podcast arguing about um, how dominant your run game needs to be in order to run effective play action. I don't make an argument that you don't need it at all. I think the num- there are numbers that make that argument. But for me, there's a, a steadiness that quarterbacks just on a f- psychological level enjoy from having not a dominant run game a just a steady just a backbone it kind of is just it supports you in a way where even if things go wrong you have a steadiness there and it helps with all of the other things that they want to do they ran motions cooper cup caught a caught a pass around all out of all seven eligible alignments including out of the backfield that's freaking insane like that is (laughs) diversity in your pass game odell beckham jr running in motions he's on crossers oh my god the slice across the middle that was just as perfect a throw and a catch and a route run that i have seen and you know van jefferson with that sort of now vintage van downfield bomb like Mm -hmm. just these types of things 
They're running motions, they're running sweeps, they're running play action, they're running a lot of drop back still, they're motioning into empty, they're starting in empty, they're doing things from under center, they're doing things from shotgun, you know, they're they're doing pre-snap motion and at snap things, they're aligning different guys in the backfield and then moving them, um, they're, they're doing different things with their pass blocking, they're running, you know, screens, they're doing all kinds of different things and this is what they needed they absolutely needed this and this is this is a formula that works and there is a ticking of a heartbeat underneath it all because of how they've completely reshaped their run blocking plan around the right running back in my opinion Mm -hmm. no offense to anybody else at all but in terms of what you need to support matthew specifically with what you're saying what you need it's it you know it could have been with another quarterback. It could be a different answer with right. another offense. It could be a different answer with what you need for this situation. The variable that works the best is the steadiness of this sort of gap power, a little bit more of this downhill scheme that once again, Sean McVay wanted to run coming into the year before Cam Akers was hurt. Right. So it's all, it's all kind of connecting. The dots are all kind of connecting in a lot of ways, Rich. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do wonder how that would have looked with Cam Akers and we, we might find out. No, well, we might even find out in the playoffs uh, given the, the, the way things are, are, are going. But uh, yeah, it's, it's um, taking a lot of the hubris out of it, I think, you know, and I, I think Sean McVay acknowledged a little bit of that recently where it's, there was a time there where they were just running out. You know, they didn't use more than like 13 or 14 players on offense and, and, and now bringing in some of those jumbo guys and, and, you know, just, just understanding that things needed to be a little bit different. Um, that's a tough thing to do. That's a tough thing to do when you're confident in yourself and you're, and you're confident in, in what you want to run and you feel like it's the right thing to run and you feel like you can do it. Uh, but, but to have to take a step back and say, you know what, it's got to change a little bit and, and it's a change for the better. And, and we'll see what happens here, uh, down the stretch. Now we talk about this all the time, George, it's, it's adjustments. It's, you adjust, the opponent adjusts, you adjust back, and now the opponent's going to adjust back too. So I guarantee you that, you know, Pete Carroll is looking at that Jacksonville tape, is looking at that Arizona tape and saying, all right, what are the Rams doing different? What are they doing now that, that, we, that they weren't doing in our first meeting? And what are we going to do to adjust now? So that, that's the kind of stuff that I love. It's, it's those, you know, the, the coaches going back and forth and, and trying to find the, pick at those threads, as, as you like to say, Jordan, and, and find out uh, how they can exploit certain things. Seattle's back on a little bit of an uptick. Uh, they got they have two wins in a row, so uh, they're feeling a little good about themselves. Can't wait to see how it goes, Jordan. I think it'll be a, a, those Rams-Seahawks games are, are always fun, always a good matchup. And uh, it's a short week. Hope everybody is healthy. I know you said that at the start of the podcast. I certainly reiterate that. We don't know where this is going. We can't we can't predict. Um, you know, I'm seeing it also when I work on the NHL side. It's just it's it's scary and it's frustrating. And and those things are not mutually exclusive. I mean, it, it's scary because we want these people to be healthy, and and it's frustrating because my goodness, we want to be through this. You know, we want everybody to be healthy. We we don't want to deal with. We, Folks, we don't want to talk about this and write about this any more than you don't want to hear about it anymore. You know that, that we we all want to be done with it. So we'll we'll, we'll see where this goes. But Jordan, great uh, pile the pile column on the athletic app and and Thank website you. right now. People need to go check that out if they haven't already. It's always hard to recap those Monday night games because things are running late and and uh, you you actually want to get some sleep. But uh, but great job recapping that. And of course. Jordan is always there for you, not only on Twitter, at Jordan Rodrigue, 
You can follow along with her every day as we come down to the final stretch of the regular season. There's nobody better to follow for Rams coverage. Jordan, if our friends haven't (laughs) already subscribed, or I'll say this again, as the holidays are here, if you want to give a gift subscription to that sports fan in your life, that Rams fan in your life, please go to theathletic.com slash 11 personnel. Sign up today, sign up your friends, and if you do so, you will get Jordan's favorite thing in the entire world, which is what? A great discount, you guys. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. If you gift it to somebody, you don't have to tell them that you received it for a great discount. You don't have to tell them that. They won't even know until you start turning them on to the 11 Personnel Podcast, and they stick with us (laughs) to the very end of the podcast. A great discount, my favorite thing in the world. If you subscribe to The Athletic through the 11 Personnel Podcast, you always, always, always get a great discount. Um, You guys, this was a really fun game to cover. I mean, I can't say enough about those types of experiences and getting to be present for them. Um, I, I am very, very grateful to be able to do this for a living. I'm grateful for our subscribers who helped me be able to do this for a living. Um, I'm grateful for everyone who has uh, commented, read the, the pile, um, and for those who will. And you can always find us on Twitter. Rich is on Twitter at Rich underscore Hammond. He's keeping track of all kinds of relevant and interesting items uh, such as run pass balance and uniform notes, uh, extensive uniform an- analytics. That is Rich Hammond's bag over here. Oh, yeah. And you can f- follow me on Twitter at Jordan Rodrigue. This is going to be an interesting stretch. This is still open for the Rams. This is ha- this could happen. So you guys got to make sure you're following along with us here because we will have you covered every step of the way. And we'll catch you next week after a very short week indeed. Indeed.